every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am your co-host, Mike Falkenstein, here with my good friend, uh, Ken Watmore. And uh, Ken, here in the Denver area, we're kind of excited. Our local Denver Broncos are going to the Super Bowl, huh? That is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We we had a great time watching that game. It was a nail-biter and... Uh, you and I just were talking about it, and it's just uh, one of those things where in the you know the big picture that's right doesn't really mean a whole lot in our lives, right? But it is so fun to watch, and it is exhilarating, especially with a game like that. It's like going to a theme park, right? It's yeah, it really is. Roller coaster, certainly entertaining, yeah, right? That's right. And you know the other thing about that I've been thinking about lately too is that uh, that I like about, of course, there's a lot to maybe not like from a Christian perspective about professional athletics, uh, but uh, and some of what it portrays, but certainly in terms of bringing a city together and, uh, you know, being able to, you know, all these different people in Denver, different ethnicities and race and color, we come together and uh, there's a unifying force to that too in there. Yeah, it's one of the, you know, you know, I coach youth sports and one of the things I love best about sports is I think that it breaks down all the barriers uh, that we deal with. One of the greatest life lessons in youth sports when you, I mean, I think if you coach kids properly is that they learn to truly, you know, work with everybody mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of a an organized, structured plan to accomplish a goal uh, and that every other barrier really has to fall away in order for it to be successful. So um, it's a beautiful thing. I love sports for that reason. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, today we have the distinct pleasure of um, having another interview episode, and I'm really excited. I've gotten to know uh, this new friend of mine. David Joannis, and David is the president and founder of a ministry called Within Reach Global. And boy, he's coming along in my life in just the right time, really, in in, in a number of ways. But certainly in terms of, A, a guy who has a deep heart for the Great Commission. He's the guy that we definitely wanted to talk to. B, a guy who certainly uh, has a heart for... China and, uh, you know, with my involvement with China, he's been a great encouragement to me. But, you know, talking, I love to talk to David for a number of reasons. One is that, you know, some of his stories of, you know, Ken, I was just telling you, you know, going to some of these villages in the sort of the border regions of kind of the south border of China and going to these places, hiking in and asking have you heard of the name of Jesus Christ? And for them to never have even heard, think, is that a, for them to say, is that a bar of soap? Is that a, you know, what is that? They don't, they've never ever heard the name of Jesus. And boy, you talk about having a, I mean, it's just cool to, to talk to someone that's has those stories and that heart for 
uh, the unreached, isn't it? It well, it is, and I think that um, to hear that is almost it just it's hard to get my arms around it, right? Mm. I mean, we're so accustomed to people having heard of Christ, and I think he's experiencing something that you know many of. Uh, what you and I have dubbed our uh, missionary heroes in the past, yes. you know, they got to experience uh, sharing Christ with someone for the very first time, not just elaborating on what they've already heard. Um, right. And this is a remarkable thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And I have to give props to David too, because uh, we tried to do the interview once uh, via a, an app that I have on my phone and for, and a, an app that has worked really well, and uh, it just didn't record. So for him to be willing to essentially do the same interview twice was was very, very kind of him. So I would encourage all of you as we as we listen to the interview to uh, to go and visit their website, which is just withinreach.org, uh, davidjoannis.com. He has a personal website also, much like I do. His last name is J. O-A-N-N-E-S, davidjoannis.com. Uh, he's also on Twitter at David Joannis. And, um, you know, he's been a uh, great encouragement to me. It was really fun to, to do the interview. And so I hope you enjoy it. Let's listen to the interview now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for the latest interview episode. I have the privilege to be with David Joannis, who is the uh, president of within reach global and is doing some uh, podcasting and blogging and uh, David thanks for being with us today it's my pleasure great to be here with you I know that you and I share a similar heart for China and other parts of Asia and so um, as you and I have talked I know we've we've kind of found a similar heart for particularly the rural areas of East Asia and uh uh, yes. There's just really something uh, special that God's doing out in those areas, isn't it? I'm doing missionary work in southwest China for over nearly 20 years now. And just uh, you had said something, your heart comes alive when you get into it. I really resonate with that as well. I mean, you know, usually people talk about China. They hear um, uh, Beijing, Shanghai, the big massive cities, 20 million people. But there is another world have never heard the gospel and they're in these mountaintops all throughout the borders of southwest china it's really exciting yeah it really is and i know your organization is focused on sort of unreached unengaged people that's that's correct that's... yeah within within reach global uh my wife and i hear this ministry um Many years ago, the beginning of my story, I was three years old when I looked at a National Geographic magazine and leaned over to my mom and said, I want to bring kids of China. This is a little backstory of how Within Reach Global yeah, started. Great. And 12 years later, yeah, 12 years later, I turned 16 on a short-term mission trip with Teen Mania Ministries. We were smuggling Bibles into China and we had code words. We didn't say Bibles. We said we're taking bread across the border into China. And I remember specifically one very rainy day in Shenzhen as I crossed mainland China, the Holy Spirit seemed to speak to me and said, you are bringing bread to the kids of China. It was one of those real God moments. And uh, I said, God, you could have the rest of my, how uh, my missionary call began. And uh, over the years of working among unreached people groups, my wife and I were privileged to be able to pioneer within reach global. 
but withinreachglobal.org and reach uh, some of the least reached people groups who've never once heard of Jesus before. That's that's our continued passion. That's that's fantastic. Um, so, as you know, David, we have with our yes. interviews, we have three questions that we like to ask uh, everyone that comes on board. The idea being that if we ask these same questions, we might get a very full and complete picture of uh, the answers. And so, um, if we could uh, ask you these questions, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. Great. Thank you. Let's go for it. So the first question in our Made for Missions three questions, number one is, given the passages of Scripture that address the Great Commission, do you believe that the Great Commission is a command that Jesus gives to all Christians? I think this is a pretty easy answer. I mean, you obviously look all throughout Scripture. You see that God is on mission. And specifically, Matthew 28, you got Matthew 24, all the Gospels. It's not the great suggestion. Jesus didn't say, uh, by the way, guys, if you have time and, you know, uh, if you have enough money and you have good supporters, go out and talk about me a little bit. No, <laughs> it's not the great suggestion. It's the great commission. And I do believe that everyone who is a Christian is a sent one or is a witness of what Jesus is doing both in their lives and in the nations. So yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm wondering, as kind of a side to that question, uh, you know, we hear a lot of times people talking about that the the going and making disciples or the going and preaching. Well, I'm not I'm not uh, gifted in that area. I'm not I'm not called. Uh, do you think there's any exemption for anyone who? who uh, calls themselves a believer or a follower of Jesus? You know, um, I think we have this kind of sometimes when we say the work of God immediately or the work of the Lord immediately, our mind comes to uh, thoughts of a priest or a missionary doing priestly pastoral or missionary things. Uh, actually, I believe that regardless of what giftings, inclinations or personal bents, you know, God has given to us, um, we are called to use what is in our hand to fulfill the Great Commission. So, you know, you don't have to have, you don't have to be an extrovert. You don't have to be on a stage. I do think that God has gifted and called each one to our own capabilities to be faithful with the little things. And that is how we're going to see Jesus lifted up among the nations. So practical tips, um, step out of your comfort zone. Uh, put yourself in a precarious situation in a conversation with a colleague at work, with family members, and through natural relationship, I think it's uh, quite clear that we can be with to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm, that's great. Thanks for that. So question number two goes like this. Furthermore, what is the follower of Jesus's responsibility in knowing about the Great Commission and his or her responsibility to obey it, especially given passages like John fourteen fifteen, which, as you, you, you know, Jesus says, if you love me, you will follow my commands. Yeah, that's a great question, a great follow-up question, because uh, I think not only are we supposed to know that, yes, the Great Commission is for believers, but um, is it our responsibility to, to know about the Great Commission? Um, you know, I think, like I said, everyone has different unique roles to play. Um, one things that comes to mind, though, is a problem of, of definitions. You know, we talk about the Great Commission. It's kind of... Um, we we miss the concept of what in the world that is, or we we say not all are called to be a missionary, or I am a missionary to my own family. You know, there's this problem of definitions that I think um, in knowing about 
the responsibility. We have to know where our placement is. Where is our unique little specific calling? So, um, you know, on this, on this thought of definitions, it just kind of got me going. I think culture changes so dramatically and, and shifts the definitions of words. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so our responsibility to know about the Great Commission, we have to know what Great Commission is. Um, what is an unreached people group? What is someone who is a sent one or a missionary? And I, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, listen to these words. For example, once meant exactly that, but today bad could actually mean good, right? Or cool. Right. <laughs> but cool. But, but cool doesn't necessarily mean cold, but rather means awesome. And so, like, well, if I say you're totally sick, it doesn't necessarily describe a person who needs to see a doctor, right? So these these changes in definitions, we had the same thing in China. Over the last 20 years, we used to uh, refer to a friend or a buddy as a comrade or tongzhi. But then that term today describes the homosexual community. And then we used to call a waitress. But that word now is uh, equated with a prostitute or a sex worker. Mm. And so there's these shifting of words and meanings. And I guess the reason I, I mentioned that is not only are we to know that, yes, the Great Commission is for everyone, but just because you're a Christian doesn't necessarily you're a missionary in the traditional sense of the word. That is, you're going to go cross-cold linguistic or ethnic boundaries to bring, be a missionary. Not everyone's going to be called to be a missionary overseas cross-culturally, and that's really okay. Like not all of us are going to be, become pastors, but each one of us has this uh, great place to play in, in the Great Commission. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense, and it kind of goes along with what uh, I'm often saying, which is that it sure seems like certainly not everyone is called to go uh, internationally, but there are people who need Jesus who live in your neighborhood or in your workplace, and so certainly you can even take the gospel yes. to right there, right? You not, I mean, there's, uh, and you can fulfill the Great Commission right there. So there's certainly a, a place for us all. Amen, amen. Yeah, but but again, we we talk a lot. Sometimes when I would come back from the mission field and say talk about unreached people groups, what I mean by that is no missionary, no Christian, no church, mm. no Christian bookstore. There's no no access, and people would tell me, well, there's unreached people groups in my neighborhood, or my family is unreached. Well, thinking about coffee connoisseurs or computer hackers, we're talking about people groups that have never ever had a chance to hear the gospel. Mm. That being said, people in our own zip codes. Man, they are gospel. They're not unreached uh, in the in the sense of the definition of the word, but are they unevangelized? Do, are they in need? Do they have a need for the gospel and the life of Jesus, transformation? For sure. And I think either whether it be in our own zip code, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, or to the ends of the earth where these unreached tribes are, we do have a place to be a voice, a witness of what we've seen Jesus do in our lives and the nations. Well, Ken, the interview is going fantastic, and I've just really appreciated uh, what David has to say. You know, I as I listened to the interview again before you and I before you and I got together to record, I think what I'm appreciating most about our made for missions three questions is that we really are getting a very broad look at these questions and. The certainly our number one question, which is, is the Great Commission a command for all Christians? Overwhelmingly, those who have done the the Bible study, those who have lived it out are saying, yeah, not only is it, but as David mentioned, not all of us are called to go overseas, but each one within our gifts, 
within our sphere of influence have an opportunity to uh, to fulfill the Great Commission. And so that's encouraging to hear, isn't it? Absolutely. It, encouraging and affirming and, you know, I mean, it's what we talk about. Um, I, I think that's right on par. Yeah, uh, I appreciate, you know, David's comments are similar to what we hear from guys like uh, John Piper, who I've appreciated what he's had to say about this too. But, you know, for David to say, as it relates to definitions of what a missionary is and, you know, it's true that not all are called to go overseas. And that's very true. And I, I think that's important to bring out because a lot of times I think people, Christians think, well, if I'm not, if I'm not called to go overseas, then maybe I'm less than I should be, or I haven't gotten this call. And I just want to dispel that right now and just say, you know, that's just not right. So, uh, so let's have our friend Tom Muller have a few words with us and, uh, we'll be back with the interview in just a minute. Hi, I'm Tom Muller. There may be many of you who are confused about China and the most effective ways of Christian engagement. Mike Falkenstein has written this book for you. There is much confusion and many questions persist about China. Does persecution exist? Can Christians in China worship freely? Is it still necessary to smuggle Bibles? Being outside of China, how can I most effectively pray for and engage in God's work in China? Are China's unregistered churches able to worship freely? Many people are confused by these questions and issues. China is like a huge puzzle with many pieces and moving parts. It's hard to identify all that's happening today in China. In his book, The Chinese Puzzle, Mike gives you the other pieces for a much clearer picture of China and her church. To get your copy today, contact Mike at Mike at ChinaResourceCenter.org for pricing and shipping options. Contact Mike today. Amen. So then that's a good place to uh, get to our next question, which is, finally, for the average Jane or Joe Christian, what are your top ways you would suggest for them to see Great Commission fulfillment in their lives? And so we're just asking for... You know, as you're talking to people, are there some things you can go, yeah, just start with this, this, and this, and there's uh, some ways you can see God begin to use you in the Great Commission. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got going, obviously, uh, sending. I would say uh, get behind a missionary or some mission organization and start financially but prayerfully. Um, then you have uh, receiving or greeting. I guess I'm talking about this in the mission sense of the word. Mm. Think of all the... In our own zip codes, think of the uh, international students in your college nearby. Mm-hmm. I think we could reach out. Why, don't, why not set up a dinner and go down to the local college? If you want to target international students and unreached people groups, invite them. If you just want to invite college students, every college student will come over your house for a free meal. Come on. You give them food, <laughs> they'll come. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think we're just talking about being intentional in relationships. Um not shoving things down people's throats, uh, truly about a life change in your lives. Sometimes we shy away from it, from being politically correct. I think that's goofy. Jesus was the absolute most politically incorrect person there was. So um, putting yourself in a precarious situation, opening your mouth, uh, talking about the change, um, 
going on missions blogs, learning about what God's doing in the nation, I think it kind of gears our hearts towards the thing that heart, break the heart of God, and therefore we want to join him uh, in what he's doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what you said about just opening your mouth sometimes is uh, all it really takes, right? I mean, uh, a lot of us are afraid to talk about Jesus with those around us, but, you know, if we're just living it out and just talking what we're living, it's um, uh, that's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. This week I've had great conversations with uh, Muslims, uh, an atheist here in the, in the States. It was so natural and uplifting and exciting. I guess it depends on what angle you take it in the conversation, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy just about the things that real people are going through. I'm not talking about debates or the validity of the reality of God, just being a witness. Um, so, you know, that might so practical it's uh like not even good advice but i do think we need to be inspired to simply uh open our, our mouth and uh share the good news remember the good news is only the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time right. and Amen. i do think we are called to, to put ourselves in these kind of positions yeah that's right in fact i love your stories about uh going into some of these rural villages and uh what was it jesus they thought the name of jesus was a soap or something i mean that's that's kind of the other end is you're going to places where they've never heard the, the name of Jesus. Yeah, to get back on uh, onto unreached people groups in Southeast Asia and in the 1040 window. Yes, I mean, I would walk into these villages, rural China, top of a mountain where pineapple plantations were cascading down into the valley and walk in and say, Have you ever heard of Jesus here? And they say, A brand of uh, uh, soap. They had no concept of who a Jesus was. So... You know, um, I do think there's a place for us to to put ourselves in a position to say, God, here am I. Though I may not have all the abilities, I am. I have availability, and so use me as you. Um, as we shared to these unreached people groups, we've seen multiple church plants through uh, unreached people groups at within Reach Global. We've seen uh, whole families and communities get saved. The exciting part, and I know in my heart of hearts, that God uses the weak and foolish things of the world, me, myself, homeschooler kid from Arizona, <laughs> to do something great. And so I think that's what's bringing reality of it. Uh, not necessarily your abilities, but your availability to say, God, use me, here am I. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to, uh, to go, because obviously if you're, just, if you're just putting yourself out there and saying, God, use me, whether it's Starting a Bible study just on your in your neighborhood or being in these uh, rural and remote areas, God will definitely, he has a place for you, doesn't he? Amen, amen. But you need to believe that. Be inspired and be encouraged that, yes, you do have a place. Uh, and time on your knees tonight and just say, God, though I don't have much ability, I do have availability, and so here I am. Use me. I think it'll make a wonderful difference in your life, inspire you, and create life transformation in your relationships around you. That's great. Well, David, thanks for all of that. That's so encouraging. I'm wondering, before we let you go, if uh, if you could give folks the ways they can get in touch with you, your ministry, uh, what are the best ways for them to find out about with the within reach global contact you on twitter uh yeah give folks kind of a way they can do that great yeah within reach org. that's our uh website uh easy 
So if you Google my name, David Joannes, J-O-A-N-N-E-S dot com, my name dot com, it's all about missions, my Twitter, my all my social profile. Uh, One of the biggest things we are looking for is people to join alongside of us, like like every other ministry, uh, Mm -hmm. vision partners holding the rope uh, for us as we're scrounging around looking for jewels in this gold mine of souls and uh, be there financially and prayerfully every month. But within reachglobal.org and davidjoannis.com, uh, I think are a great way. You can feel free to message me, email me, and uh, connect online. Also, I think you mentioned, uh, well, we've connected actually, Mike, on, on Blab, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's been really fun. Blab is a, a platform uh, that uh, I've both uh, been scheduling out different missions blabs. Mike has one coming up here as well. And uh, right. uh, it's blab. And then you'll sign in with your Twitter account. My handle is David Joannis. So it'd be blab.im slash David Joannis. Um, all things missions, live, engaging. You can share up to four video feeds at the same missions. It's, it's a really exciting way. But again, that's on my websites. And uh, so I invite you to come check that out. Yeah, it has it been exciting. I'm just kind of getting started. And to be able to join others in real time and see and hear them and uh, discuss some of these issues has been really fantastic. So that's been a great way to, to engage with others with a similar heart. I agree. That's great. Well, David, thanks so much for your time. And we'll definitely be uh, praying for you and your ministry and look forward to uh, continuing a dialogue with you as to um, how we might be able to continue to work together to impact the world. Amen. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's Well, Ken, we've had a, uh, it's a great interview in that it's fun to hear from another ministry leader. And I know that, uh, boy, it'll be fun to be able to continue to track with uh, David. And, you know, Ken, one thing I've just mentioned to you briefly, I don't even know if you had a chance to look into it, but one of the things that I've appreciated about David too is that the, he uh, turned me on to this thing called Blab, which yeah. is you know a an online sort of a conversation you can have with a number of people. I'm I'm trying to remember what you told me. Did, have you had a chance to? Yeah, I've downloaded the app and I've checked it out. But it, okay, um, I, and I still have to learn some things about it. Obviously, but okay. I was just looking at David's Twitter feed actually, um, and it seems like that's a common. Yes, for David to be yes. uh, on Blab. Yes, right. So, yeah, that's something he's caught on to. He's kind of caught me on to it. And certainly as it relates to being able to have a conversation with a number of people, you know, we just had one session where, because, you know, on Blab, you can have four people join via uh, webcam at once. Plus, yeah, you can have any other number of people listening in. Uh, there's like a Facebook Messenger type of a feature where you can just type questions. So on some of these, you know, we've had 20, 30, 40 people joining. And then so I'll make a comment and I'll be on webcam and then I'll, I'll, I'll step out and someone else will step in. And it's a really great tool. So I would also encourage everyone to go to, uh, I think the website is actually blab.im. And then you just do a forward slash David Joannis. Mine, I, I've set up an account too, and mine is just forward slash missions Mike. And so, yeah, it goes off your, uh, off your Twitter feed. So anyway, uh, thank you to uh, David for, for, uh, for the interview. We look forward to, to visiting with you again. Hopefully we'll be able to have David on again. Ken, any last thoughts from you? No, I just, uh, 
just as always encouraging uh, people to kind of, you know, dig into the content and, um, you know, try and put the small things in practice that Mm -hmm. we talk about and that we hear from our guests as, you know, the little things that make a difference in the way that you view missions and outreach. Yeah, Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Well, folks, thanks for joining us. We have a great, some great things in store for the made for missions podcast. We have, uh, a, another interview with a friend of mine, Dudley Callison, coming up. And uh, Ken, it seems like there's just a, there's a strain that the Lord's wanting us to go down, kind of a, a path that the Lord wants us to go down in terms of mobilizing people towards practical tools on just kind of being good, you may call it missionaries, right in their own neighborhood. So uh, so we'll, uh, we'll uh, get into that on the next uh, few episodes. And I think it'll be kind of a a path that will be going down for a while, right? So everyone, thanks for joining us and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.